The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We're glad to have you with us in this post Christmas edition. Robbie, what day is it? It is New Year's Eve. Okay. So for the rest of you, that's six days before New Year's. There you go. Yeah. And so, <laughs> day after Christmas, fellas. Hopefully, you find it as funny as we do. We just we just laugh. I love as it. You do. It's an Eve thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, actually, our topic today is was right in our intro. It was. How do you lose heart when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? That's part of it, isn't it, Robbie? Something Wayne? worth living for. Well, yes, and yes, and both. The topic oh. today, uh, with no further ado, is peace on earth. You know, you hear a lot in the Christmas season, and Microsoft has it in their commercial that you've probably seen, the wonderful song, Let There Be Peace on Earth and Let It Begin With Me. So what does that mean? How does that work out? I know it doesn't work with their Windows-based operation. <laughs> 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 that's probably where they're playing yeah, all I'm of so our, I mean, just, <laughs> well, yeah well you're one mouse click away from no peace in your life. <laughs> blue screen of death <laughs> merry christmas <laughs> if you got a everybody <laughs> laptop yeah if you got a laptop we'll pray for you um robbie go ahead please talk about so as, as we were you know talking about this topic and and, and I think it's a wonderful thing to ponder this time of year. And uh, we were thinking about movie clips, and I came across this movie on Netflix, actually, a couple months ago. It's called Emperor. And it's the story of what happened with the Japanese emperor at the end of World War II, when actually uh, MacArthur was sent over there with, you know, to investigate the emperor to see if he was guilty of war crimes. And, of course, if you're the emperor, they really considered him to be a deity. And so there were all sorts of rules and regulations. Like if you were going to meet this emperor, you couldn't shake his hand. The last thing you would ever do is take a picture with a guy. You, you couldn't look him dead in the eye. And these were all the traditions of what it meant to be a Japanese emperor. But what they needed at this point in time, what the whole world needed, was peace on earth You know, at the end of World War II. And I think the posture that you see that the emperor took in this, and, and if you listen closely, something happens as MacArthur goes up against all those traditions to see where the emperor actually does, in fact, surrender in his own way. You may not shake his majesty's hand or touch him. You must never look his majesty directly in the eyes. You may not. Step on his shadow. When you sit down with his majesty, you have to sit on his left. It is indeed a pleasure to welcome you here, your majesty. Thank you. And thank you. We have arranged for a picture. No, impossible. She's... 
His Majesty and I and his translator can have a talk here while the rest of you get acquainted in the library. see there's a lot of stuff going on there macarthur certainly challenged all those traditions as he reached out to grab the emperor's hand took the picture and then add all the the people leave and so the emperor found himself in a really unusual position of throwing back all his tradition and completely humbling himself to the point of surrender and that surrender was significant in that MacArthur was actually would have under a lot of political pressure in order to person. He was, he was supposed to try the emperor in under war crimes, but he, he chose a different method <laughs> of actually allowing the emperor to, to, to have this face to face confrontation there. And what the emperor did was completely say, let the punishment of Japan fall on me. Just like, you know, <laughs> that the life of Christ, you know, let the punishment, punishment fall on me. And God so honored that. When you look at how Japan got on its feet, you can see that the emperor clearly bared his cross in a way that brought peace. In a phenomenal way and not a Microsoft way. <laughs> but, and, and to me, it illustrates the idea of shalom. And we hear the word shalom, it's a Hebrew word for completeness. And that completeness is illustrated so beautifully in Isaiah when they're given the seven spirits of God in Isaiah 12, where he talked about that the, the spirit of God would be upon the Christ, and that would be the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of understanding, and the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And my favorite part, the last one, the seventh spirit of the spirits of God, is a delight in the fear of the Lord. And that is a point of complete surrender to God to say, you got this, man. I know we're going to win this. And if I would just completely surrender there and lay down in the Father's arms, there's peace right there. And, and we see such a magnificent way of that happen in world history there at the end of World War II, which just, I just delighted in that particular scene in the movie Emperor. Robbie, if you would have asked me you know, three years ago, five years ago, whatever it might have been, what peace was that would have not been the answer 
right? That's not was what I ever thought, what I was taught in school, what peace was. Al, you know, you remember originally what you thought peace was or what that meant as you were growing up or even not that long ago. I just remember the symbol. I mm-hmm. didn't know what it meant. And there wasn't a lot of peace in my life early on, but the quiet, still quiet moments where I wasn't under persecution, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it when, you know, nobody was angry, everybody was calm, and we were all in separate rooms, and I could just breathe that sigh of relief. For me, I guess I always believed that in order to have peace, there had to be an absence of conflict. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, mean, well, I understand. That's what that's what it seems like. That's what the idea. Is. That's but, exactly what I feel, but, or felt. But life always has conflict. So how do you find peace when not having conflict is not an option? Right, as we talked about last week, there was a promise of lots of good things. Robbie, you talked about it that were going to happen to us, but there's also a promise of persecution. Absolutely. Right. So from from the gospel. It tells us we're going to have conflict, but yet we're told we're going to have peace as well. And so one of the ways you talk about, Robbie, is is to surrender. So what's that look like if you're not the emperor of Japan? (laughs) Well, that delight in the fear of the Lord, to me, is such a, a phenomenal concept of completely having such a faith to know I am my father's favorite kid. There is like, you know, the, the story of the airplane pilot, but you know, why is the kid not worried if the plane's, but my dad's the pilot. And so since our dad is the pilot, there's a, a matter of faith that can permeate us when we truly lay it down and say, okay, God, I know you got this. Where do I go from here and begin to take, you know, his marching orders in this battle that, that it is that we're fighting and resting in the father is, is is that place for me? Is that something for most people out there that they can just do all at one time? <laughs> or is it something that happens in that sanctification process or that walking in Christ process? Al, what do you what do you think? I'd love you know, to know what you think, Al. Well, Believe it or you. not, I would love to know what you think. You know, when we talk about fear, there's two types and there's Jesus talks in one uh section about Fear as in intimidation. You should be intimidated by God in a certain aspect. But when we talk about fear of the Lord and that whole fear of the Lord term, it means awesome wonder. And, and Robbie, you said it so well that when you're an awesome wonder that God loves you, that you're his favorite, and he's going to work everything for good, that is a feeling of peace in the midst of the war. It's a feeling of trust in the midst of a war. And it's a, a, a a spirit of or being spiritual in the midst of the world. And the cool thing is you as you were saying that out for me is that verse in first John that says perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Yeah. A- and now compare that to what the emperor said, <laughs> let the punishment and then what MacArthur said, which this is all historically accurate cool stuff. He's this doesn't have to do with punishment, your majesty. And and we quite often think that why we're experiencing the blues at Christmas or whatever is that, well, I have sinned, I've fallen short, and now this is some kind of punishment. Perfect love drives out that fear. So you can't have peace in that type of fear. No. Right, no but you can still have a fear 
of the Lord when it's an awesome wonder. Correct. Right. And so in that humbling process, and I can only speak for me, I've had to learn it the hard way. <laughs> we all do. I, you know, I think Al, you probably do a lot better job of, of, of giving a lot more to God than what, than what I have done over the years. You know, mine's kind of been a give it, pull it back, give it, pull it back kind of relationship, you know, and, and you kind of just lay it all out there. And I think as we begin to get more comfortable with God and trust in that relationship, we begin to do that more. And that's when we find more peace. When we come back, we're going to talk about how do you have that peace in the midst of war? Even when you trust God, even when you know he's there with you, the war's still surrounding you. How are you going to have peace? Come back and we're going to tell you how. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth. So, Al, you had picked that bump in music. You were the bump in music guy the last couple weeks, you know. It had a good beat. It was easy to dance to. My wife liked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. But I love that song. I, and that's the first, one of the first uh, clips on my playlist. But that's taken from Henry Wadsworth poem that they put to music. And I love the, the fact that it starts out with the cynic right there. But then he hears the bells and the bells are ringing peace on earth. And that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. That comes from our Father in heaven. And then once he hears that, he starts to feel that that peace comes over him. God is not dead, nor does he sleep. Mm-hmm. To me, that's so encouraging. I just love that line. Because for me, I've been through the difficult times. And you know, it all comes down for me to Hezekiah. He laid it all out. He took all the things that were written, his fears, his struggles, and he laid them out before God. And God took care of it. And the more I lay out, the more he takes care of it. Of course, the more he sins for me to lay out, which oftentimes is a struggle. But for me, it's just, you know, I can't take the burden. I can't carry it. It's too heavy. And so 
that's where I go. Now that's Casting Crowns. Correct. Right? And what was the name of the song? Uh, I Heard the Bells. Okay. Now, it's hard sometimes not to be the cynic. I mean, I don't want to keep playing the other side of it. You know, it's our eyes. Our eyes see the world. Our ears hear the world. And it controls our mind so often. All those nerve endings go into our brain. But inside our brain is our soul, our personality. And so we have to transcend from everything we see and have faith in our Father in Heaven that there is a bigger plan and there is a bigger purpose for us to overcome those struggles, just like Jesus overcome overcame all of our struggles. Yeah. It, you know, we need to guard our heart for it is a wellspring of life. But life keeps coming at us, right? And so when all those bombs are going off around you, you turn and there's another one, you turn and there's another one, it's easy to kind of become that cynic sometimes. You see the tank in the rearview mirror? Yeah. And so you got to be able to have faith in some things. And so we have a clip, actually, that is about war and, and bombs going on literally around these people. And they're still trying to find a way to have peace in the midst of it. You know, it, Sam and I had a conversation earlier in the week, and we were talking about different places you can find peace. And he said something that just struck me was peace in the midst of war. And I was like, I got to find a clip on peace in the midst of war, because if we can all find peace, peace in the midst of war, then we can start to, to let the bombs go off and focus on where we're at and focus on God. And so the first thing I thought of was a movie I haven't seen yet. I've seen clips from it. I've read about it. I want to see it so bad, but it's faith of our fathers. And this is about uh, two fathers that are in, um, uh, in Vietnam, but they're in a foxhole. I think it is. Haven't seen the clip, so I don't know. But, you know, in one of the, one of the men's fear, you know, he bears it. And the other one in his, I won't say fear, but in his distress, he gets an opportunity to share his faith, which I think takes them both to a better place. I struggled with my belief in God. Really, I've been, I've been thinking about thinking about it. You know, there's a verse in here that says, "If you seek, you will find." You know what you'll find. Jesus. He can heal every hurt, every ounce of pain that you feel, every wrong act that you ever did. He died on the cross just for you, Eddie. Why would he do that? Why me? He loves you. Selflessly. He wants to spend an eternity with you. In a place where there is no more pain. No more fighting. No separation. He loves you as much as you love Wayne. And he'd die for you just like you would die for Wayne.
gonna die out here, Stevie. The things that he's seen me do. just to forgive us of our sins and offer us an eternal life in heaven. now have the longest clip we've ever played on this show yeah (laughs) but it was a good clip it was a really good clip and what you can't hear they're you know they're in vietnam they're in the bush and they're sleeping you know they slept back to back and when these guys are doing this you don't hear the bombs exploding around them what you hear is the bombs in their hearts going off the fear the concern the doubt you know those are the bombs i was speaking of and the foxhole, we call the foxhole when we're together as, as our friends, buddies, partners. You know, that's our foxhole. Mm-hmm. So as you listen to that, though, and we share, that's kind of what we go through. We share our heart. We open, bear our soul. And we're there for each other. We share. Do we get irritated with each other sometimes and sometimes say the wrong thing? Yeah. But we stick together as friends. And I love that peace on earth that one friend could share with another. Now, Robbie, part of this when you hear in this clip really ties back into what we were talking about in the first part of the show in order for this gentleman to find peace he has to do something similar to what the emperor did didn't he yeah it's a, it's a surrender thing yeah but there's a fascinating thing I, I came across actually this morning that in hebrews 11 sarah is talked about her great faith and when you think about the story of sarah and she was going to have a baby at 100 she didn't seem to have great faith in fact she laughed and all that yet it says in hebrews 11 that because of her great faith you know she was the mother of a multitude that ended up obviously even being in christ and the thing about that is it's faith the size of a mustard seed of a really small faith god honored tremendously way above and beyond and so when he says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed it will move mountains you can say for this mountain to move into a sea for that man in the foxhole as well as for me when my faith was at its smallest point when i asked christ to forgive me when i really had no understanding of even what all that was about that little bitty size of a mustard seed moved a whole mountain of sin off my shoulders and provide the, the, the peace that now is available. And so that poor emperor, when you listen to his surrender, it looked really, really small. But God made it absolutely huge. So what if you're one of those people, like me, that have trouble surrendering sometimes? 
I guess the question that I would ask is one that Robbie has asked before. How's that working out for you? (laughs) (laughs) Let me ask you a question. If you're not surrendering, what are you fighting for? Um, You know, probably it's more stubbornness and control sometimes. You know, you you just don't want to have to have help. And I think that's an arrogance thing, to be quite honest. I can only speak for me. I don't intentionally want to feel that way. But really, there's no other words to describe it. When you really get down to it and you deal with the truth of it is, it's some level of that or it's some belief. Honestly, for me, it's probably some belief of not trusting God's heart fully. You know, and God continues to come after that and work on it, and he's patient with me, and he loves me through it, and I am giving him so much more than I ever have. And and see, the humility of that in itself, Sam, is huge because obviously we all struggle there. Mm -hmm. I, I do. You know, and if I say I don't, I'm completely posing. I struggle all the time. And and praise God, I've got friends like you to say, Robbie, think through that. And, and, you know, that's what having all these brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers is about is to say, Sam, you know what you just said. You, you know, you can look at me and know I'm looking you in the eye. I know what you just said. But you do the same thing for me and you do the same thing for Al. You know, that is part of what it means to be a band of brothers yeah. is that, you don't just, you know, have the momentary piece of understanding who Christ is, but you're in a battle together and you're, you're locking arms because you know that we're all frail and we all find ourselves there at a point of struggle. So what if you're somebody out there that isn't at a place where they have a band of brothers or a band of sisters or whatever they want to call it? How do they still find peace in the midst of it? I, I, I'm going to put that one to you, Sam. I think that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> Okay, you would put that one to me. I, yeah. I, I would just say that I know in your case and I know in, in Darren's and, and several other men that they first went to God but then really asked him to bring those people into, in the, into their life. But, right. but, you know, ultimately sometimes God says, hey, it's me and you for a while until we get this figured out, Robbie. Oh, yeah. It's, it's got to be the point where you go to him first and then he'll open the doors for the rest of that. And so that's part of why, if you're at a place today where you don't have peace, ask yourself, am I really humbling myself in front of God? Am I really giving those things to him? Am I really trusting his heart? Am I being arrogant? Or are you trusting that he will take care of you to provide you friends and support and the love that your heart needs and the peace in the midst of war?